Listeners, to a, uh, I don't know if you want to call it an episode per se, but it's uh, an interview I did. It's Brent with you, and uh, we got to talk to uh, our old friend Jimmy Palmiotti. Uh, Jimmy's got a new Kickstarter for his book, Creator Owned Heroes. Um, it's, it's hard to sort of describe, so the, Jimmy does a better job in the interview. But essentially, it was kind of like a bit of comics, a bit of interviews with comic book creators, um, some art, some photos of cosplayers. It was it was an interesting mix of stuff. So with this Kickstarter, uh, Jimmy has gone all digital. So there's no physical copy coming in, but the price is also really low, which we, we get into a little bit more. But you're getting like over like nearly 400 pages of content for what essentially adds up to 13 bucks Canadian. So, yeah. Um, so I sat down with Jimmy. We talked about that and a couple other things. And uh, if you want to back this project, uh, just go to Kickstarter. It's under Creator-Owned Heroes Collection. Or if you just Google Jimmy Palmiotti, um, it will come up as one of the first hits. Or in Kickstarter, just look up Jimmy's name and it'll pop up there. If you want to take a better look there, it's fully funded, so... No risk at this point. It's going to come to you. And uh, they're very, as I record this, they're very close to their first stretch goal. So, um, in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this interview. So, we are back. Uh, what seems to be a, a yearly tradition with us, with uh, Mr. Jimmy Palmiotti. Uh, he's got a new Kickstarter on the, well, I would say on the way, but it's out. And as of now, the Kickstarter portion is fully funded for creator-owned heroes. Um, so I guess what I really want to start with was this was kind of a hybrid comic book sort of magazine that was out in 2012, 2013 through Image, correct? Yes, yes. And uh, eight eight issues. Eight issues. Um, yeah. What uh, brought this to the the top of the the pile for you to uh, do as a Kickstarter? I know you you've always got kind of a couple ideas brewing for your own creator own things and things of that nature. What brought this up to the the top of the list? It, I'll tell you. You know, it's um, so. I it's referenced a lot when I talk to people. They'll either say what happened with that book, or "Hey, I bought that book," or "I never heard of that book," and um, which is a, a, the biggest one. Um, and we were looking at, you know, uh, I work with a, a, a guy, Patrick Wedge, who's a great friend of mine, but he's like my right hand that would pay for films uh, with me and Amanda. It's me, Amanda, and Patrick pretty much are doing everything these days. 
And um, we were looking at stuff, and I said, I'd love to collect this into one trade. Let's go get some quotes from printers. And almost being almost 400 pages, every quote came back ridiculous, like ridiculous prices. Like we're talking, we're talking almost $20 a book and sometimes more. And I, you know, of course I'm a real picky person. I don't, I want the best printing. I want the best, you know, cover stock and paper stock. And he's going to be, you know, besides the fact we'd have to charge double or two and a half times up what it's costing us. He said, the shipping outside the U S is going to be brutal because of the weight. Mm. And we were just looking at it and, and he's saying, he goes, you know, and, and it, realistically he's saying, you know, look, it, it never sold much in the, to begin with. Um, so we don't know, you know, how do we know we're going to even have an audience for this thing? Because in order for us to, this to break even, we're going to have to maybe raise around 40 grand, let's say, you know, and, um, and I'm like, well, that's ridiculous, and we're never going to hit that. And we're talking and talking, and I, we just said, well, why don't we try it digitally? And uh, so what I did is I had John J. Hill, who's my designer slash everything. He puts all our books together. I said, John, what do you think? Here's the eight issues. What do you think putting this together is one book? And, you know, we, we kind of talked about it, and, you know, we have to make new covers on it. We did some other stuff. So, you know, when you get to digital, it's like an intro and a, a new cover, a back cover. And, you know, and then we had all the discussions of, okay, it's eight issues. It's almost 400 pages. Do we break it up into chapters or do we just do it one issue, one through eight and all that kind of stuff. And when we were done, we were saying, okay, so, uh, if we do this, we're going to do a case study that's only digital. And I said, I, I've never done that. And mm-hmm. I don't know and we looked at all our other old Kickstarters, and I'm like, well, our digital, we always walk to digital. And it always does like 100 people or 120 people, you know? Because most people, a lot of people want an actual physical book. And uh, they want something. So then we looked at the uh, we looked at the math on everything and said, well, we can offer. We went through our inventory. I said, well, I have, you know, 20 Darwin Cook cover ones, and I have. 20 of these Long Beach ones, which, uh, and, and I said, I have like a, a stack of these. And so we figured out some other, um, other, you know, pledges that, you know, actually give physical books with the digital. So we actually offer the digital and then we have like a, uh, independent comic type thing where you get the queen crab book, you get a copy of creator on heroes signed by Amanda and I, and then we throw in some extra comics, you know, like stuff like that. And we just figured, well, let's launch it. Let's see what it does. And happily, um, I think with the extras involved too, we hit the five grand mark in less than 24 hours, which was very shocking for me because I thought a digital thing would be a hard, really hard sell. I really did. And, and you know, uh, I know there's a lot of people who buy digital comics, but I thought, you know, I don't know if this, is, this material is going to be something people want. Because when we did the book, when we did the actual series through image, it did not sell well. Um, people didn't like the format. They didn't like the name. Some retailers told me they didn't even know it was out, and they didn't even order it. We looked at the diamond orders across the United States. I'd say one-third of the stores didn't even order the book. So something something about it was not appealing. Um, but... At least we understand as as it looks today. You know, the Kickstarter is doing pretty good, so <laughs> we know there's an audience out there. And 
and made you know and, and look I, I i realize that over 300 comics come out a month so it's easy to get lost but i mean we've had stuff we've had like big names working on the book so i, I didn't understand at the time and i wanted something i felt like i wanted something that of course between like a wizard magazine with his interviews and cosplay and comics and I think it had Steve Niles and Justin Gray partner with me. And, you know, I just didn't know why it didn't sell. And I still don't on some level because I would have loved it to be at issue number 140 by now. Um, but, but, you know, it's a, it's a little weird, but maybe you were just a, a ahead of your time in some ways. Like, because I could see, Maybe the the size formatting might have thrown some people off, and um, yeah, yeah. For for me, like, I mean, we kept it we kept it cheap. I mean, we, yeah, we no, also it's... we we doubled up or tripled up the pages and kept it at I think two ninety nine or three ninety nine. We kept it cheap, so I figured, hey, look, if you go to the comic store and you pick this up, and it feels like it's heavy, and then you look at the price, you're like, oh my god, it's pretty cheap. Uh, and, and again, the printing was beautiful on it and, you know, but I didn't go with the ton of, we could have put a ton of ads, which we didn't do. We mm-hmm. kind of just, I put my own ad in just to, just to level off the pages. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's before the time, I don't know if it's the wrong time or I don't know if maybe people just don't want that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you, you don't know, I don't really know, <laughs> you know, um, now, kind of looking back on the project, is there anything from a creative standpoint that kind of stands out to you of uh, of stuff that you got in there that you really thought you nailed well? Um, I I thought that the interviews with the visuals were um, were really good. I mean, I I got guys that I thought. I don't see a ton of in the interviews about comics like Neil Gaiman, the Hernandez brothers, um, even, uh, uh, you know, just so many different, different kind of people. I, I did a Fometti. I had a Fometti in there, which is photos making a comic. I thought, you know, that was kind of cool. You know, it was a very Italian thing to do. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and even featuring some of the cosplayers and stuff like that. I just thought, yeah, I, I don't know why it didn't. Again, it could be timing. I could try it again and one day, and uh, it might do a lot better. Um, but it really was eight issues that destroyed me because I, I was kind of putting together all the format myself, um, you know, and dealing with the designer and trying to, you know, rally, uh, you know, every kind of talent to give me some material to say, hey, you know, I, I can feature this or I can do that for you. And, you know, uh, so I, I, I admire my crazy enthusiasm <laughs> and energy <laughs> I had at the time. I, I, you know, and, and that it actually came out every month. It was never late. You know, it came out the, the, I think the first or second week of the month for eight months straight. And it was never late. And I, and I'm super proud of the Darwin cook stuff because Darwin's no longer with us and Darwin did a cover. He, he put some original stories in it from his childhood. Um, you know, so I was getting material. I mean, having Scott Morse do a story with Steve Niles in it to me was a big deal. And, um, like I said, but it kept selling less and less. Like, I, like by the end of it, it was less than 10,000. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I actually probably lost around 20 grand total Oof. 
on the project because because there was also stuff you know I had to deal with warehousing the books, yeah. overprinting, you know, there's so, so many other things about it. Um, so I'm hoping with this Kickstarter, I can kind of make back a little of the money, but more important for me is to show people that it was out there. The, I, I, the nicest compliment I get is people going, I love that book. I wish it still came out. And I love those seven people that say that. I'd like to take them all to lunch. You know. <laughs> uh, well, I had to jump on it because I looked at the the list of creatives that are involved in it, and I am not a digital comic guy at all. I'm like your your, yeah. your traditional going to the the shop every Wednesday and getting my books and coming home and reading them type of guy. But like for me as a consumer looking at the creative that was involved and then also looking at the price point, like even with uh, my exchange rate, 13 bucks for all that, like is, you know, it's a steal <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah, it's, it's funny because um, someone's asking me, is this like a quick read? Did you read it on a flight from like, well, let's say Toronto to, to New York. And I said, no, it's more like Toronto to LA. You know, it's going to take you a little longer to read. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to read. I I am a comic person. I, I you know, look, I'm older guy, right? So I grew up reading my comics in the '70s, and where the art used to fight for the word balloon for space, you know, mm-hmm. in each panel. And I love I love reading. Um, so I I wanted to do something that was that would. My my thing was at the time I was reading a lot of comics that honestly, you know, um, I paid two ninety nine and three ninety nine for. And um, I'd read them in around five minutes. You know, they'd be like done. Like they were like a, like a, like a piece of bubble gum. They would chew it and the clay would be gone and you spit it out. And I wanted to create something that would, you'd spend a lot of time reading it, you know, it would be involved and, uh, and, you know, there'd be different things. And, you know, I said, what if I could actually teach, get somebody to look at the Hernandez brothers work that buys, you know, X-Men all the time, you know, and what if, you know, so I had all these different interviews and uh, even had I even had a guy, Steve Bunch, who used to work at a Marvel bullpen talking about comics and the art of making comics and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I had all good intentions. Like I said, and what I, 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 the funniest thing was that people used to yell at me about the name. They didn't like the name Creator on Heroes. And I just was like, I, I don't know. It's all about people that created their own stuff. So I thought... That's a pretty good title. Uh, again, it's the internet, right? So if I say I like Star Wars, they all start yelling at me. Oh, uh, that, makes, that, makes, that makes no sense. <laughs> I, I have an internet podcast, so I am well familiar with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody seems. It, it, it's funny because people spend a lot of time trying to convince you you're wrong about something, and I always say that's such wasted energy, man. Yeah. It's like. I don't people. I don't think people understand they have a finite amount of energy in this lifetime, and uh, spending it trying to turn somebody else's uh, point of view, or or trying to make somebody that likes something not like it because you want to point out things. I never, I never understood that because it seems like oh, a waste of time. Go ahead, you like, you like cheeseburgers? Eat a freaking cheeseburger. I don't care. You know. Yeah. No. Uh, I find it like the the stereotype as I'm getting older is supposed to be that I'm getting crankier about stuff like that, but I find it's much less. It's like, you know, you like what you like. I like what I like. There's n- nothing necessarily wrong with that. Well, at least in terms of art and pop culture. 
politics. Yeah, that's I, a I, I, maybe, I, but yeah, yeah, I, I find it myself the same way. I'm a little more blissful about things. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. You know, you, you don't like it. That's cool. You know, what do you like? That's what I always ask. So, what do you like? Yeah. You know, and you can find a mutual ground. I, I don't. I don't think everything's not politics. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, um, but but anyway, you know, getting back to creator on heroes. So, you know, wrong 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 book, wrong content, wrong time. Maybe one day I'll do it again. But the having it on Kickstarter now is definitely. Um, I'm able to get it for ten bucks at mm. least American, uh, ten dollars American. You said like thirteen Canadian, I guess. Um, I'm able to get people all the issues, all eight issues, in one giant, one giant file they can download and hopefully read through and see what they like or don't like. And you know, again, there's comics in it, and there's there's a whole lot of content. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I'm a I'm a monkey for that. I love I love something a big book, and I I would have loved to do it as a hardcover or a collection. But honestly, it just it made no sense when we did the math and. It made no sense for me to, to with the Kickstarters. I'm very careful about what I'm putting in them. I mean, I've done twelve, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I've, it's always like it's always stuff that I'm not going to put out anywhere else. Um, even the last one, Painkiller Jane, I was like, I, I, I last the last place I published it was with Icon at Marvel, and that was a complete disaster. So. Uh, they just they, they didn't do anything wrong. They just never advertised it once. Yeah, you've you've never seen an ad for it. You never seen anything. I would have to go out and do interviews and stuff like that. But sometimes it's not enough, you know. Um, and uh, they, you know, I, I it, whatever. They're, they're, that was a line they give the creators to make them happy. And you live or die by that line, the icon. I don't think it's there anymore, right? I don't think that's I, If it is, I couldn't tell you what's in yeah. it. Because I think the last book they put out was uh, the that Bendis Mark Bagley book. I want to say it was called Brilliance. And oh, okay. I remember he's that. not there anymore. He's over at DC. Yeah. So it's... I can't think of anything yeah. else that's in that line. In fact, I, the the last two books for Icon that I can think of were both Bendis books. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and he has a, he has a definitely built definite built in audience. You know, um, I, I've been around a long time, but I'm not a I'm not a celebrated writer. Um, Brian obviously is. I mean, I've, I've never even been nominated for anything, and um, you know. And that's okay. I, I think I think when when I got into writing, I was like, "Oh, it's the inker guy," you know, wants to write a comic. <laughs> when I was back then, um, I, I always say I'm looking forward to doing more because I feel I'm getting a little better uh, as time goes on. So I'm looking forward to my uh, the comics I put out when I'm 97 are going to be really good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're either going to be really good or it's just going to be drool filled stories of a crazy person, you know, <laughs> writing completely out of date stuff. But, uh, you know, that, that's all you hope for is that you, when you got, when you have any, when you have to do any kind of work is that you get a little better over time. <laughs> so, um, just looking from like, I guess a, a business standpoint in, with this thing, what's the advantages of doing all digital beyond the, the fact that the, a hardcover or a trade would have been priced kind of out of the market. 
Um, okay, so with all digital, anyone from anywhere in the world can get an email with a, with the file in it, with a link to the file. So there's no limitations of um, of how far and how something has to be shipped, and there's no cost for shipping. Uh, you know, the only thing is if you're you know in a different language, well, you got to figure that out. But um, it's just that it's available everywhere in the world for, for however the money translates. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it's just an easy buy for somebody. You know, I, I think that's the easiest thing. The delivery of it becomes e- easy. And also, you know, you and I, you know, we're tactile people. We grew up with comics. We're very tactile. We have to touch them and open the book and, you know, sometimes the bigger the book, the better. And you know, um, <laughs> but uh, there is a there is a generation of uh, people that just read comics on their iPads. It, it's funny. I know three people that buy comics on the iPad that do not buy comic books, physical comic books, and they're not into deep into comics. They just buy what they like to read once in a while. And I always mm-hmm. find that like so strange. I'm like, so you like comics, but you just buy them every once in a while. Like they're like, yeah, I like digital. You know, I put them on my iPad and I. When I travel, I read them, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, great." You know, I need I, we need like four billion more of those people. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but but I also think that the big, my big problem with digital comics is they're priced too high. Um, but what the delivery? I, I think they should literally be half the price as, as a regular book, if not less. You know, I always say the ninety nine cent mark is the perfect. Uh, coming into getting into comics price for digital books. If they were 99 cents, I think a lot of people would be buying them a lot more. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and honestly, the cost, you know, if they're, if they're doing directly digital, I could see a 99 cents is tough because it's really expensive to make a comic book. Mm. You know, people don't, people don't realize what an average page costs. And that's just to get the artwork done, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then you have to go into all the other parts, and it's exhausting, uh, and it's a lot of money. Um, and then, you know, the people that could be selling the books the cheapest are the big companies, because unless they have overheads for different things, like DC and Marvel mm. both have giant corporations that make billions of dollars doing other things. They really can cut their prices really down to the bone. Um, I, I have never had a problem spending a little more for a creator-owned book, but I don't like a nine ninety-nine. Yeah, from DC or Marvel, there's just no reason for it. Especially DC puts out those one hundred pages, the uh, DC one hundreds, and you know, and they could put a hundred pages of comics together. I don't care if they're reprints in the back. I, I love the idea of them. You know that there's a new story and an old story, and it's only five bucks. I, I wish every comic would be that DC 100 format. I wish every comic that came out would have a new story, 20-something pages of a new story, and then reprints hmm. in the back for five for, for four ninety nine, like they do to Walmart books. On the, yeah. and, the, and now they're in now they're in stores, right? The DC 100 are all in comic stores now. But if they can do that, then why can't they do that for every book? How great would it be to pick up your regular title and have your regular story in the front, and then you have... Uh, you know, 78 pages of reprints from the history of the character. You know, it's not, not always new reprints. I, I think she can go back to the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. And if they can do that, you know what I'm saying? Then why is a regular book 399 or 499 
when they can put out a hundred pager for the same price. Yeah. That, I, I, I also agree it. with you on the, uh, the, the digital front, the 99 cents, like you look at iTunes, right? You, you're yep. more likely to spend a buck on a song that you hear on the radio or you're out and somebody's got Spotify on and like, Oh yeah, I yep. like that song. And like, it just, you know, yeah. if it's a one hit wonder or something like that, it's a perfect price point yep. for that sort of stuff. And I, I think, yeah, right. I think it's oh, one twenty nine, right? Pardon? Yeah, I think I think it's one twenty nine on Amazon on, on uh, iTunes. Uh, uh, for, yeah, for a new song for brand new, right? yeah, one twenty nine or something like that, and then it's ninety nine. Yeah, cents for is like their standard like older pricing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and and they do sales. Like I, I go, I I'm a music consumer. I buy more music than I do comics. So like iTunes will have a sale that has everything four ninety nine. Yeah, you know, and I'll pick through like sixteen albums and stuff. Um, I just think the price point is not realistic. And especially, like I said, the bigger companies say, well, you know, we have more staff and everything. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, but you also, you also made a movie that made a billion dollars. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, um, but, but like I said, I, 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 I'm all for, I, I would love to see like a company like DC just make all their books, those hundred pages. Hmm. <laughs> it would be the coolest thing. I mean, you know, um, and 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 keep the four ninety nine or five ninety nine, whatever the price is. I think it's four ninety nine. But but like I said, I just I, knowing that they can do that, and then once in a while they put out those comics. The um, they reprint a number one, right? What are those ninety nine cents? Remember they were doing yeah. those for Marvel. Yeah, Marvel's and still like, doing them. They're, they're pretty much any time they have an event book coming out or a, num- a number one of something, it's. Yeah, it was ninety nine cents. Although I saw some that were like two ninety nine or three ninety nine, I didn't understand why they did that, you know. Um, but they used to put out the ninety nine cent ones, and I thought, well, if that costs ninety nine cents, you know, you're showing me something. You're showing me it's not the printing, yeah, and it's the paper. And if it's new material, why don't you, why don't you do a mix? If it's going to be three ninety nine or four ninety nine, why don't you give me sixty pages? Give me some reprints in the back. Who cares? You know, I, I just, a lot of, a lot of, uh, they forget that, you know, everything costs money. And look, let's be honest, in the past year, most people are oblivious, but everyone notices that somewhere, everything we buy has gone up. Yeah. Like a dollar. And a dollar. So if you eat out, you, you see it right away. Mm. You know, uh, if you go out to eat, you see all of a sudden everything's a little more expensive. Um, and comics pretty much have stayed the same somewhat. Like I said, they try to sneak in this nine ninety nine thing, which I can't stand. I hate the nine ninety nine because my if I want to buy a comic nine ninety nine, I better have a hardcover on. Yeah, you know, or it better be a larger format. I do like the uh, black label format. You know, it better be like something to make it special. Just mm. not a bunch of pages. You know, um, but again, I'm an old I'm an old fashioned person, so I look at things <laughs> differently. I, I definitely consume my comics differently. Mm. You know. Um, I, I'm a I'm a trade waiter, unless I have to have something. Yeah, I, I'm very much the same way. There's been a couple books that usually are on my poll, but like, it's if you look at my poll list, it's like three or four floppies, and then a ton of trades yep. that are I'm waiting to come in. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's me too. And, and then you know, but anyway, back to create our own. Yep. Um, so this is this is something that uh, we figured we'd try. I didn't. 
you know, I went really low with the number. I said five thousand is not my usual Kickstarter. My usual Kickstarter is like thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. But they said, well, it's digital and it has less expenses and all that kind of stuff. So let's make it five grand, and that'll cover all the physical copies I got to ship and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and we hit it in one day, which is great. Um, I I like it to. I'd like it to be at five hundred thousand dollars if we can. Uh, half a million dollars. <laughs> Let me tell you, if I get any kind of number like that, I'll be starting that book again in no time. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, um, no, but it, you know, it, we, um, we we were talking about because people asking me if we could put it on Indiegogo at the same time, and that was a conversation mm. I had yesterday because uh, I asked people if I put the same thing and offered a different comic, let's say, as a physical thing, uh, would you buy it in Indiegogo? And a lot of people say, well, I don't do Kickstarter, so I, w- I would support Indiegogo. And then there were some political people saying, well, Comicsgate is on Indiegogo, and I'm just like, well, okay. okay yeah, but Comicsgate is also are. on Twitter and everything else, so unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, who, and, and I don't even, I don't even like to give that any attention, because yeah. I, I don't really care. You know, it, it's just another group of people um, with their opinions that you know, I, I, I don't really, I don't play into that stuff. You know, these are, these people are enemies or these people are bad guys. I don't, I don't, I don't really play into it. I, I, you know, again, it's, I don't like groups of anything because as individuals have individual thoughts. So I'm not really, uh, um, all that stuff is, I, you know, you can't tell me, you know, Kickstarter's comic gate or Twitter's comic gate. I'm like, yeah, oh, come on. Yeah. You know, it's I don't play that game. But anyway, we were talking about maybe putting it on uh, Indiegogo as well. Um, I'm, I'm on a fence with it yet, so I'm still investigating that. Yeah, okay. So um, yeah. just to uh, finish off our conversation here, do you have anything sure. uh, planned for your, your next creator-owned Kickstarter book or anything like that? Because um, I've become a fan I of the, the books you're putting out, so... <laughs> The, the next one is a, um, well, it's Sex and Violence 3. Ooh. So um, these books take a long time to do because I have a lot of different creators yeah. working on them. Um, but the theme, we did two of them uh, around stories that feature sex and violence. It's not for the kids. It's a heavy, heavy, mature audience. There's a lot of nudity, a lot of violence, a yeah. lot of cursing. All, all the stuff we love. And, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, so we've been working on, uh, the new one will have like around four different stories, four or five different stories. This one will be a little thicker, uh, page count wise. And, um, so we're trying to get my stories, the last one to get done. So I'm the hold up on it. Every, all the other stories are done. So, um, I'm a hold up on it because I, I, I happen to, uh, I'm waiting on an artist. I don't want to give away, so I'm waiting no for stuff to get done for an artist on it. But that's that's the next one, and that one uh, I have to raise a lot more money because it costs me a lot more money. Um, but the good thing is, I have uh, I can offer kind of cool things with it hmm. as well, you know. And um, so that's the next one. We we talked about doing in a, a, a sketchbook for Amanda, like a giant giant size sketchbook for oh, Amanda. Okay. Because she's never done it. We talked about it. The problem is, and you're going to laugh, is we have too many sketches. Okay, <laughs> we have we have around a thousand. Because here's what Amanda does. So she does a cover. She'll do a couple of sketches, mm-hmm. and then uh, they'll pick one. So I have a ton of cover stuff, but a lot of it's Marvel and DC. So 
you have to tread lightly on that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then I have a and then I have a million pages layouts and character designs and stuff like that. And then we have tons and tons of stuff. And with, cause, because I'm a nut, I save everything Amanda does, right? I go in the room and I sneak it out. Because normally she'd either throw it out. She was used to throw it in the trash. She'd be like, oh, I don't, you know, it's just a rough drawing. I don't need this. And throw it out. And of course, you know, I, I'm a comic art collector. I'm like, what? You don't throw anything out. I said, we would kill each other for Frazetta sketches that were in a pile. Yeah. Come on, you know. And and not that I'm comparing it to Fazetta, but you know, to give you an idea of to somebody that's their favorite artist, you know, Amanda's their favorite artist, and uh, I just said these are great, you know. So I kept everything, but when I gave him the John J. Hill, we started scanning him. John J. Hill's like, there's a million sketches, and I'm like, yeah. I said there's even sketches for like stuff she did the gargoyles you know 20 years ago and mm. and he's like yeah what do we do do we do it like by year do we do it we just make sections and pick the 10 best and you know or 20 best and i'm like i have no idea this is all too much for me i said i'm just scanning them and i'm not even one quarter of the way through and we have like oh. a thousand and i'm like and i'm like he's like we could do it as a digital book and i'm like yeah i said people like to hold art you know yeah sketchbooks I said, especially I said, yeah i always i told him i said you know it'd be good stretch goal is we just make a digital 20 page book that you know kind of like 20 fun covers or something and, and i said but if we're going to do an actual book we want to collect a lot and i love the idea of a book that's a bit of a monster it'll be expensive but It'll be exclusive, you know, and she, she, she's got, you know, books. I mean, there's books and art book came out on her and um, there's a best of, you know, DC's done a best of book and they did one of those giant, um, you know, the black and white, the original art scan books already. Um, and it's still funny because it hasn't touched like, uh, like people don't even know she's done like 60 soul searcher comics covers. Mm. You know, the stuff she's done that people haven't ever seen, all, all those Barbie covers, she's just, which we don't really want to see anyway. But but there's a lot. But she's done a lot. Yeah. I mean, Amanda's been in the business longer than I have. You know, um, she used to say, hey, you know, people are discovering me. They don't know I've been here 30 years. But I'm like, yeah, well, you know, history is not the best subject for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and uh, oh, she always laughs like when they do like this, uh, you know, women are now in comics. She always like going, hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so we get that. And then I have, uh, I have, after that, we have three, um, three graphic novels. I got, uh, they're all being worked on right oh, now. Cool. So I got a giant, I got a giant, like a uh, 80 page, uh, book, um, about a female Tarzan. That's all I'm going to give you. I'm, g- I'm making it really vague. <laughs> um, and, and then I have, uh, one about a, um, a family and a volcano. And then there's, um, and then there's another one. I don't even want to give you anything on it, but we, but I am working on what, what painkiller Jane did really well. Yeah. The, the, the book we did. So I've been paying out, uh, whatever profit we made on it went straight into these other books. So I put them in a separate account and then I, uh, pay everybody for their work up front. Oh, cool. You know, uh, cause yeah. So, uh, you know, so even on this book, Creator on Heroes, whatever we make, it goes into that one pot. And I figure there's no, I'm not making profit on this except for the talent, the mm-hmm. people that worked on it. This one, it's just a reprint, so it's not a big deal. Um, but um, I like to pay my guys in advance. 
just so I know that when I do the Kickstarter, the books will actually be done and in your hands. You won't have to sit there and wait like some other people a year or two years. Or I get on the internet, can you yell at this guy? I haven't gotten his Kickstarter yet. And I'm like, oh, you got a voice. Go yell at him. I'm not yelling at people. Yeah. Um, but Kickstarter gets a rep, a bad rep based on like four different people, you know. And it, and it sucks um, since I've been, de- I've been delivering them closer on about time for the past four or five years. Uh, so it's hard when somebody screws up so bad. Yeah, and and I can testify. The, the not only did I get my book on time, and which is saying something considering the the rigmarole that goes through U.S. and then into our postal system. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. The, the like I the example I always use is Killing Time in America is just like even outside the story, which I really enjoyed, and the art that I really enjoyed. It's just a good book. It's well bound. It looks nice. The it's you oh, know, yeah. it's a quality yeah. product that that like for me means anytime you put a Kickstarter out, I'm gonna look at it because <laughs> I know it comes well, in time well, and you. it's going to be good. Well, you know, I think the best thing you can be, I, I, I and and um, this is something Tarantino said is you know when you're a consumer of things, you you kind of know what you want it to be. Hmm. You know, you really have a you really have a sense of what you want for your money, and uh, things like yeah, things like uh, the Killing Time in America. I mean, we went crazy. Paper stock size and color. You know, I picked out the paper based on all the color sheets they gave me to see which colors would hold the paper better. Mm. But I didn't want them too shiny because I don't like when I read a comic and it, the light is reflecting in my face that I can't see the art. It's so funny, all these little tactile things. I'm really obsessed with tactile uh, stuff. Like, I wanted to open the book and have a different inset paper than the comic pages. So you don't, so you can tell that this isn't the comic. This is just the protection yeah. of the comic inside it. You know, that, that kind of stuff. And it is. It's very tactile. Even the spot varnish on the cover, the logo has a little gloss where the art doesn't. Um, to me, it's all about the touch of everything. And I think if you're going to pay... Uh, $30 for a book, it better feel like $30, mm. you know? Cause the thing is not, people don't count the quality on so much on what they're getting, what they read. They're counting on how it feels, you know? And we do that in the comic shop. We pick up a book and we go, Oh, look, it's a collection of six and this. And then we look at it and it's like a flimsy cover. Yeah. And we look at the price and it's $19.99. And I'm like, hell no, mm. I'll wait till this is a 50 off sale. Cause this is ridiculous. You know? Um, we do it all the time when it, when it feels great, you're like, Oh, okay. It's only, you know, it's five ninety nine. Look at this paper. It's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> at least that's me, you know? And, and, um, so I'm very careful about how I'm printing stuff and how I'm putting it out. And, uh, in my Kickstarters in the 12 I've done or 11 where I've used printers, um, we've used four different printers because although I like the job they do, they, it's not the paper quality I want and this and that. So we, we bounce around. I'm experimenting. So again, when I'm 98, I'll have the perfect, I'll have it all down, <laughs> you know? Uh, but until then, I hope people, uh, I hope people give this, this one a shot. It's on, it's on Kickstarter now. And, um, I'm Jay Palmiotti on, on Twitter. So if they can't find the link, they can go to my thing. I post it every day, the link so they can go there and yeah, it's 10 bucks. You get a lot of comics. So hopefully people dig it.
And that was my interview with Jimmy Palmiotti. Uh, you can find Creator-Owned Heroes on Kickstarter. It's uh, just look under Jimmy's name on Kickstarter or do a quick Google search. It'll come up. It's also on his Twitter and a bunch of other things. Um, as I said, they're really close to their first stretch goal. And um, just uh, so you know, uh, even before the interview, I funded it. Uh, I got the, the digital copy is going to be on its way to me. Uh, there was no freebies or anything like that because I like supporting Jimmy and his stuff has always been quality. Uh, it's It still makes me a little sad that more of you uh, will not get to read Killing Time in America because that was a really good book too. So it's it's nearly 400 pages of comics and interviews with like the likes of Neil Gaiman and Bernie Wrightson and comics by Jimmy and Amanda and Phil Noto and... Steve Niles, like, there's a lot of really neat content in this that's been out of print for quite a while. So, you know, might be worth giving a shot. Uh, thanks to, for, uh, to Jimmy for uh, sitting down with us, and I imagine uh, we'll probably do this again in another 12 months, because that seems to be the cycle with the two of us. In the meantime, uh, thank you for listening, and we will have a regular episode out in uh, two weeks. Talk to you later.